the sun. I'm just in my podcast shed in the garden where I write my books, listen to your questions and make everything under the sun. I've just received a mysterious letter. Hang on, let me open it up. Oh, there are lots of things in here. There's some stickers, a recipe for key lime pie and a massive world map poster. Let's see what this letter says. Dear Molly, it's me, Banjo Robinson. I'm a magical globe-trotting cat. Today, I'm writing to you from the United States of America. I'm visiting the USA as part of my amazing around-the-world trip. I love learning about new places, eating new animals and trying out new snacks. But the only thing that's better than discovering new places sharing my adventures with people I love. And that means you. Oh, that's good. Then Banjo goes on to tell me all about what he got up to exploring America. And at the end of the letter, he says he wants me to write back to him. I've got to leave my letter under the sofa so that one of his animal friends can pick it up and deliver it to him. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never got a personal letter from a magical cat before. And definitely not one who sends activity sheets, stickers, which I love, and recipes with his letters too. I'll be writing back to Banjo tonight. I can't wait to see where his next letter comes from. If you want to get letters and activities from Banjo Robinson too, ask your grown-ups to visit banjomagic.com slash everything for a free starter pack and more. This Banjo sounds like he knows loads about the world. Maybe we should get Banjo on as a guest sometime. What question would you ask a travelling cat who loves to write letters? Let's have a think after this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun. Hello everyone, welcome back to Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. How have you been? I've had a great week. Everything Under the Sun is being translated into loads of languages. It's going to be coming out in Mandarin, Korean, Dutch, where it's going to be called Why Do We Have Toenails and Other Funny Questions, as well as Spanish, Catalan, Russian and more. It's out in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa and the UK in shops all over the place and online, as well as it's coming out in America next year. Have you got your copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year yet? I hope you have. If you haven't, get one this weekend. If you'd like a book plate signed from me to you, if you're a child listening or you'd like one for your child if you're a grown-up listening, just ping me an email to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk with your address and I'll send you a book plate to stick into your copy of Everything Under the Sun, the book. Now on with the show. Our first question comes from a very excellent little boy called Arlo. Over to Arlo. Hello, my name's Arlo. I'm four. I, I love swimming and walking. And I live in Oxfordshire. My question is, how do we make paper out of poo?
Hi, Arlo. Thanks for your brilliant question. It's a really good one and I really want to know the answer. I thought this is one for a fun expert who knows all about stuff. She's written a book called Stuff and she's a TV presenter on CBeebies. You might know her. Her name is Maddie Moat. Over to Maddie. Can you make paper from poo? What a brilliant question. The answer is yes. Now, not all poo can be turned into paper, though. The poo has to come from a herbivore, which is an animal that eats plants, like an elephant. All plants are made up of something called plant fibres, which are stringy hair-like threads that give a plant its shape. Now, elephants eat lots and lots of plants, such as banana leaves, which means their poo is naturally packed with plant fibre. Elephants don't have a very good digestive system either, so their poo actually comes out looking pretty similar to the way it went in. But all of this means it's totally possible to collect elephant poo, give it a very good wash, and then use the fibre to make paper. In fact, there is a factory in northern Thailand who do just this. First, the poo has to be rinsed and cleaned to get rid of any nasty bugs and germs. And then to make sure that any nasty bacteria is completely gone from the poo, they will actually boil it in a bubbling cauldron type thing for about six hours. Then after that, it's left to dry out in the sun. So all you're really left with are the dry stringy bits of fibre. This then goes into a mixing machine, which works a little bit like a mixer you might have in your kitchen or a smoothie maker. Everything is chopped and whisked together with a lot of water into this sloppy, wet paste we call pulp. That pulp can then be spread across a mesh frame. The water can drain through and then the pulp is left to dry and you're left with one sheet of paper. The brilliant thing is that the money made from selling the paper goes towards planting more food like banana leaves for the elephants. So the system works in a big loop and there's barely any waste. Thanks so much, Maddie, for your brilliant answer. How useful that we can make paper out of elephant poo. Let's do this more. I'm sure elephants can keep doing enormous poos full of plant fibres and then we won't need to cut down so many trees to make paper and we can plant more banana leaves for elephants to eat and make poo out of. And then paper! Would you like to write on paper that was once elephant poo? I think it would be great. Did you know elephants are also able to paint as well as donate their poo for paper? There are elephants in Thailand that have been given art lessons. They're taught how to paint using a paintbrush held in their trunks and then they paint with paint onto an easel. They make some really cool colourful art. Have a look online. When I first had my very first job ever writing questions for a BBC TV show, we decorated our office with elephant art because it was just a tiny little office by a train station with a tiny window and we wanted to make it more colourful. Maybe you'd like to print out some elephant art today and stick it on your wall. I could put some in my podcast shed, but it's getting rather full already. I hope that answers your question, Arlo, and thank you so much for sending it in. It was such a good question. Now I have a brilliant competition for you. It's to win a copy of Maddie's book, Stuff, and a copy of my book, Everything Under the Sun. Double whammy! 
all you have to do is do an impression of an elephant trumpeting or an elephant doing a poo. Wait, did I really say that? That's a bit rude, but you can if you want. Borrow a grown-up's phone, record yourself saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself and send me your impression to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. You'll find out the winner on next week's podcast. Good luck, everyone. Now, our next question is about plants, because we've been talking about how plant fibres in elephant poo is what makes it possible to turn it into paper. The question is an excellent one, and it comes from Matilda. Over to Matilda. Hello, my name's Matilda. I'm eight years old, and my question is, how do plants grow? Hi, Matilda. Thank you for sending in such a good question. Well, just like you need food, water and lots of fresh air and fun and cuddles, plants need a few things to grow themselves. Plants need water, oxygen and warmth. You can remember this by thinking, wow, or what? Water, oxygen and what? Warmth. Wow. Those are the three things that all plants need to grow. Plants also need food, space and time. It really depends on the kind of plant we're talking about. Some will take days, months or even years to make flowers and fruit and others are very quick to grow. But however long it takes a plant to grow, it's worth it. Plants grow from seeds. When the seed lands or is planted in a good spot with enough water and the right temperature, it will grow. It sends roots down into the earth and shoots towards the surface where it pops up into the light and heads up toward the sun. And then, at some point, most plants open out into a flower or make fruit. I hope that answers your question, Matilda, and thank you for sending it in. What's your favourite plant? Oh, what was that? Popping through the door of my podcast shed. You won't believe it. I've just had another parcel from Banjo Robinson, that globe-trotting cat. Let me open it. Oh, it's a letter. It says, Dear Molly, did you know writing is good for you? When I'm not writing to my friends, I like to keep a daily diary of my adventures. I thought you might like to do the same. Well, Banjo sent me a journal. It looks absolutely perfect for seven to ten-year-olds, and for me. It's got plenty of space for me to track my mood and write about my feelings, and maybe you'd like to do that too. There are loads of cool facts in here. There's celebrity birthdays, and there are loads of fun activities, like how to drum a paradiddle. Wow. Actually, I've read that journaling can reduce worry for children in just one month. So I'm definitely going to pick a few of these up for my little friends. If you want to get your paws on Banjo's massive 440-page journal that promotes well-being, mindfulness, creativity and literacy, Banjo has sent me a special discount code too. Just visit banjomagic.com everything for a half-price journal today. And now for our third question, which is back onto the subject of poo. 
It's about an enormous animal that swims in the sea. It comes from Bluebell. Over to Bluebell. My name is Bluebell. I am six. I like talking to the seagulls and I like bunnies. My question is, how do whales poo? Thanks, Bluebell, for your brilliant question. It's a great one. I'm going to try this out as a quiz, like I did last week. Stop the podcast and have a think. How do whales poo? Is it A, they swim to the surface and shoot poo into the air? B, they poo on the floor of the ocean? C, they do liquid poos into the sea as they swim? D, they sit on a little loo made out of rocks and do a poo into it? What do you think the answer is? answer is C. Whales do liquid poos into the sea as they swim. Whale poo is very interesting. Whales do big liquid poos made of lots of bits, including things they haven't digested properly, like the beaks of squids, which they may have swallowed. They can digest most of the squid, but a beak is extremely hard and they can't. That's often something you'll find in whale poo. The poo shoots out as liquid underwater, but then it floats to the surface. And it floats around in the water at the top until it just breaks up into bits and spreads out across the ocean. A lot of whales have red poo. Why could this be? It's because they eat lots of a little creature called krill. It's a little tiny crustacean that blue whales eat all the time. And these little krill are full of iron, which turns whale poo pink. Fancy that. Whale poo is great for the ocean. It puts nitrogen into the water and lots of iron, which is nutritious for other things in the marine food chain. Because of all their pooing, whales are known as marine ecosystem engineers meaning the whales and their poo help to keep the ocean healthy. Scientists like to study whale poo to find out about the whale's health and about the bacteria in the whale's bodies. I hope that answers your question, Bluebell, and thank you for sending it in. Now, on last week's episode, I ran a competition to win a copy of Sophie Dahl's new book, The Worst Sleepover in the World. I asked you to send me a recording of you telling me your dream midnight feast. Here are the entries. Hi Molly, my name is Zoe. I'm 10 years old. I like swimming and flowers and dancing. And my dream feast would be um, pasta with bolognese sauce, pasta pesto, strawberry cake, meringue cake, chocolate cake... Um, lots and lots and lots of marshmallows, ice creams, all flavours in the world. Um, and to finish, I think some strawberries and tangerines and cucumbers and courgettes. Thank you, bye. Hello, Molly. My name is Nazaria. I am eight years old and my favourite colour is pink. The thing that I would like most in a midnight sleepover feast would be donuts cookies, ice creams, and chocolate brownies. Thank you. Bye, Molly. Hi, 
My name is Phoebe and I'm six years old and I come from um, Sirencester and what I would like to have in my midnight pieces pizza, marshmallow, chocolate, Harry Bows, crisps, omelette, Nutella on toast, cheesy pizza, cheesy pasta, spaghetti, and that's all of it. Hi Molly, I'm Edward and I'm five years old. For my midnight feast, I would have ice cream. Hi Molly, I am George and I'm seven years old. For my midnight feast treat, I would like Christmas pudding. Oh, they're all so wonderful. There are so many amazing midnight feasts in there. But we had a listen and Sophie and I decided to make the winner... Phoebe! Congratulations, Phoebe. You've won a copy of The Worst Sleepover in the World by Sophie Dahl. Send me a photo of you with your book when it arrives. Now remember to enter this week's competition to win a copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year, filled with all of your questions, as well as Muddy Moat's new book, Stuffed. We're going to have two wonderful guests on Close to Christmas, so there's another thing I need you to do. The guests are going to be Lauren Child, author of Clary's Bean and Charlie and Lola, as well as Neil Gaiman. I need Christmassy questions for both of them. Lauren's very interested in elves because she's just written a book called Think Like an Elf. And Neil knows a lot about Father Christmas and the magic of Christmas. So start sending me your questions so I can choose one to send to Lauren and to Neil Gaiman. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I hope you all have a very, very lovely week. Thank you to Maddie Moat for talking to us about elephant poo and how it can be made into paper, as well as to our wonderful question askers, Arlo, Matilda and Bluebell for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and audio networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. Do send me your questions to molly at everything under the sun and get yourself a copy of my book right away wherever you like to buy books you'll find it waiting for you so just ask your grown-up to go and get it i'm on instagram at everything under the sun pod and at molly oldfield writes as well as on twitter and facebook i hope you have a wonderful week and thank you for listening right i'm off to write back to my new friend banjo robinson don't forget grown-ups can visit banjomagic.com slash everything for awesome cat mail freebies and a whopping 50% off the Banjo Robinson 2022 journal. As Banjo always says, stay fantastic! Have a lovely week and I'll see you next Friday when our wonderful guest will be one of my favourite authors, Michael Morpurgo. Sending you sunshine, thank you and goodbye! (laughs) 